In today's episode, we hear from a close friend of mine and Austin's newest IFBB pro bodybuilder and entrepreneur, Johnny Catanzano. He'll take us through what it takes to become a professional bodybuilder. Now, he also gets specific in terms of the weight classes and what differentiates what differentiates each of them. Also, we've all seen on Instagram someone posing or prepping for a show. We talk about how small of a percentage the number of professionals there actually are out there. Lastly, we discuss his day-to-day job and career as a health and fitness coach through his personal brand, Tailored Health and Fitness. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Let's jump right into it. This is the What's Brewing ATX podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Austin, Texas. Hear from some of the top local business owners and those making a big impact in our community. From tips on the food and beverage scene to developments in the Austin real estate market, we've got you covered. And of course, we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit each week so you can get your little taste of what Austin has to offer. Today, we're going to be sipping on Mighty Swell Seltzer, Spike Seltzers. It is the watermelon mint flavor of this. Um, Mighty Swell is right here in Austin, Texas. And honestly, it's my, I don't even really drink that many seltzers, but because I like, I'm a beer yeah, guy. Do. I like beer. Johnson, 4th of July party, what were you drinking? Everything. <laughs> but That's true, that's true. Of all the seltzers yeah. out there, Mighty Swell, I think it's the best one. And I'm not just saying that they're not. We're not even sponsored by them. We just we're just having them on here. Yeah. Um, they their what's their thing? Get after it. Is get after it. Yeah. Model, something like that. That's right up your alley. <laughs> this is because you, right. you get after it. <laughs> you do. Yeah. <laughs> so is our guest today. This is what. Uh, just a little hint. This is yeah, <laughs> who we're going to be talking to. We'll tell you about that. This is what they're directly from their site it says. Fuzzy and fake has never been our thing. Mighty swell spike seltzers are crafted. It's pure and natural ingredients, nothing artificial or unpronounceable. Wow. We proudly pack a juicy punch of flavor into every drink. Just chill and enjoy whenever, wherever. So let's chill and enjoy this watermelon mint yeah, spice seltzer on, on this hot July day in Austin, Texas. Watermelon. Mint. Watermelon mint. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Mm-hmm. Yep. We all have a leg day after this too, so Wow. Nice little, little leg Instead of pre-workout, we got the pre-pre-workout. Right. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. that's good. Mm. Yeah, and also Very let's refreshing. talk about uh, yeah. 100 calories, 3 grams of carbs. That's what I like, the 100 calories. Yes. Trying to, you know, and save. I'm not about all that sugar shit. Mm-hmm. Even though it's sweet. 3 grams of sugar. You're yeah. kidding me. Unbelievable. Per can. Goodness. Not bad. That's low. That's good. Let's get right into it, man. Let's get it cracked. My boy. Johnny Cadenzano. AKA? El Gato. El Gato. Gato. He's here with us. <laughs> Today, What's up, we've guys? got Austin's newest, latest, IFBB Pro bodybuilder. Greatest. Dude. It feels, it feels good. It's Congrats, man. Thank you. That's sick, dude. Yeah, it's been a journey. It's been, uh, it's still been kind of setting in. I mean, fuck, I've been working at that shit for a long time. It's actually like a childhood dream, realistically. Like, I've been bodybuilding since I was 12. I got in the gym for for football, for sports, for for chicks. 
wanted to get girls because I wasn't that big in high school. So I figured why not get strong and I started reading the magazines. My dad worked in fitness too. So I got to go to the Arnold Classic years and years and years ago. Oh, nice. kidding me. Yeah. So That's I went special. to that. Yeah, he had a booth there he was working for. They actually, they're still in business. They still sell these. They're called Ostrom and they're these meat snacks. And it's like a, it's like a bigger, fatter Slim Jim. And it's made from mainly yep. ostrich meat, but it has some beef in it too. And it's just lean. It's leaner protein. So he's working there, and so they had a booth there. So I got to be in the booth. I went to help them, him and his business partners or whatever. Wow. You still munch on an Ostrom? I actually had one about a week ago. Okay. After the show, I was. Yeah. They, they sell them at Vitamin Shop. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You see them at 24 Hour Fitness. They sell them at the front desk and stuff. They're yep. still out there. They're out of Greensburg, Pennsylvania, which is a small town outside of Pittsburgh. He worked. He the, the actual business was on the farm. They had over a thousand ostriches at this place. Oh, I remember wow. going out there as a kid. Yeah, wow. it was wild. So they went to this trade. They did the the trade show booth at the Arnold Classic. So that's where I was really first introduced to the competitive side of bodybuilding, and really fell in love with it. And just always, I was always in the gym, even through playing college football. I stayed in the gym doing bodybuilding stuff, yeah. you know, the whole time, and then got into competing about ten years ago. Wow. So it's, let me let yeah. me ask you this, and, and you answered a lot of the questions, like how'd you get started in a little bit, but I know. Uh, so just so everybody knows, Johnny and I known each other for several years now friends of friends um how'd you meet was it the gym i guess through through manning it was yeah it was either the gym or it was on the golf course it was one of those two yeah, so oh. our, our buddy garrett manning who's been on on the show yeah, before he was on the show. um we introduced us at some point and uh and I'm, I'm, i know i've seen you in the gym mm -hmm. you know years ago 24 hours uh, it might have it was probably um, 24. and then of course we started golfing and stuff together yeah so anyhow that I know you obviously played football in Tennessee. Uh -huh. Did bodybuilding was it more of like this is my childhood dream, eventually I'll do that, or was it football is kind of the dream right now? If that doesn't work itself out, it just sort of so, fell into that. So football was the dream, but I was also realistic. Yeah. And like I never would have even played college football if I wasn't bodybuilding. I wouldn't have been big enough and the, okay. the, the, the size and the strength and I speed. Because you're what, I, how tall are you? I'm, I'm right around five ten. Okay. okay. So the size and the speed that I developed, especially like going into my freshman year, I gained like 15, 20 pounds because I got really serious in the gym and really like wow. got a little more into the nutrition and like using whey protein and things like you that. You gained the freshman 15, but it was a good It 15. was a good freshman, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. And uh, so I never would have even got there without bodybuilding. And I, and I was realistic, like I, I, I knew I was good, but I knew I wasn't like NFL good. I was realistic. Of course, that was still a dream. And like, but once I got to... University of Tennessee and played in the SEC and saw where I was against those wow. guys. And it's like less than the top 1% of those guys that can go to the next level. I was a little realistic. And I was always just kind of in the bodybuilding in the background. I knew that bodybuilding would always be there. And like I knew that age didn't really matter as much in bodybuilding. You don't have to be. Typically, actually, more, most successful bodybuilders aren't young. It's, it's rare to find guys in their early 20s, depending on the division. Mm -hmm. To be super successful on the big big stage like the Olympia as well. And why is that? Muscle maturity, time. It just takes time. Muscle maturity. Yeah. It takes time. Wow. And, yeah. and like and now there's 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 guys genetics plays a huge role in bodybuilding as well, but a lot of it's time. Even the guys that are young, young with the crazy genetics, they still don't look quite like the guys who have the years. Right. You know, the years and the muscle, the years, the time. It's the just years like the a gym. hardness that you develop. Correct. Right? It's a it's a real density, it's a hardness, but also the whole package, the posing, the experience, the presentation, True. you know, the, the persona, it's, it's, uh, there are some younger guys that are successful, especially in the last few years. And social media has really kind of opened that avenue even more because 
you can get those guys in front of the cameras and stuff to get to the promoters and get to the stage. Right. And um, that's a huge piece of it all, I assume. Yeah, because it's driving it's, traffic. Correct. Because really bodybuilding yeah. is a lot about it's you know, it's kind of a me sport and it's a lot about your own brand too. So, you know, you have to kind of build your own brand. So if you're not people don't know who you are, you know, it's just it's hard to gain in popularity. And that doesn't necessarily mean you won't do well on stage. Like there are some people that still compete and like aren't don't really have a big presence on social media, but for the most part you have a presence on social media. Mm-hmm. You have to. Wow. So, okay, so you you go to UT or yeah UT yeah, yeah. the, the timeline timeline the, yeah, yeah the yeah. really UT so I graduated uh, <laughs> at the uh, the bright orange UT in Tennessee and Knoxville I graduated at six so graduated there got I was working I got a job right out of school for Trex company which is a Fortune five hundred company building materials company manufacturer oh. Composite the decking. decking. Yeah, yeah, you guys got, I got that stuff on my back porch right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I, it's the yeah, it's, 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 it's the primo it. stuff. It's it like lasts forever. So exactly, it lasts well, I forever. My shit's waving right now. Well, that was your install. Yeah, 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 it's not it's not gapped. Right. It's either not gapped right or it's not uh, the joists aren't on on center the right distance. Mm. Typically, so I can come look at it, bro. I'll take I'll give me two minutes. I'll get you figured out. Good to know. Come take a look. Okay, okay. But yeah, but you might you might need to talk to a Trex Pro certified installer. Mm, okay, okay. <laughs> I should call them right now and just ask for a little bit of side money for this little promotion for them. <laughs> for but no, I mean it was a great. Call. I worked for them for ten years. Learned so much. I bit, uh, started in Knoxville there, and then they said, hey, do you want to move to Texas, cover that territory? The guy down here like went to work for another company. The guy lived in San Antonio. I was like, well, I've never really been to Texas. Uh, what about, can I move to Austin? I hear that place is cool. And this is in like two, or late 2007, so I moved here in 2008. Oh, for that, that's how you got here. And that's how I got here. So okay. Trex moved me down here. All expenses paid, so that helped. Um, so then I worked for them all the way up through 2016, still full-time, outside sales. Yeah, Is that how you met uh, Garrett at some point? Or in, in Trex? No, I, I met Garrett just kind of early on when I moved here. Right, right. At the bar, out of the bars, you know. Sure. And then I also saw flag football on the east side, with Yellow the Jacket League, the, the Hood Star. League. Yeah. What, what did that initial encounter look like? You know, you see there's Garrett at the bar. You can spot you. him. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you guys just kind of go? spot each other. You, you just, go, Ur. Yeah, we just like running. He's like, Ur. you look like me. We look like you. You big. We short but wide, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it was at Graham Central Station. I don't know if y'all, anybody listening to this podcast knows what Graham Central Station is. It's this bar in North Austin, right on the border, like Pflugerville. And you go in there, and there's like four or five different bars. There's a country bar. There's a rap bar. There's, so is that still there? I don't know if it's still there. I haven't looked over. But if you go right off Grand Avenue Parkway and right to the right, it's this ugly brown building. Interesting. And it's there. Yeah. Okay. So we it's <laughs> so we met him there. I was with my cousin Bernie, who looked he's he's my yeah. second cousin, looks just Bernie. like me. Yeah, just about my height size. And uh, you know, we were like, we bros, and we became literally best friends and best man at my wedding last yep. year. So yeah, that's how I met Manning. So it was, uh, but he was already in fitness full time. I was in building materials in full time, and I was just starting like to get into it there, dabble a little bit, and then got into the competing thing. I got into competing about a year or so after him, I think, a year or two. Okay. Yeah. And then, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, curious, curious. Let's talk a little bit about the, the metrics of bodybuilding, sure. statistics, things like that. So we 100%. see a lot of people on Instagram and social media, and we see them posing, and you might think that they're a professional bodybuilder, but how much would you say, uh, like a percentage base is actual IFBB cream think, of the crop I top dogs. I think it's like four percent. Four percent of 
like, of all competitive, of all competitive, all competitive bodybuilders. Yeah. And then I think wow. like the Olympians Dude. are like point eight percent. So that's then that would be that's that's the next goal for me is like to get to the Olympia. Okay, so we're that's that's an even smaller percentage. So, but it's I think it's and that's Ooh. what that that's funny you asked that statistic because they were just we just had a, a show last weekend here in Austin and they yeah. were talking about that backstage. Wow, so okay, so interesting. Awesome. So most of the people you see on social media. They're really just working. They're doing Correct. the small shows, so kind of getting their way there. So there's most of what you see is is the NPC. So NPC Bodybuilding. That's okay. the National Physique Committee, which is the amateur division that leads to what's called the IFBB, which stands for International Federation of Bodybuilding. Okay. okay, and that's the pro league. They have the IFBB Professional League, and that's the pro league. So you have to go through the NPC to get to be professional. No walk-ons. There's no walk-ons, unfortunately. I wow. asked in the beginning. Wow, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Okay. no walk-ons. <laughs> yeah, um, and in the bodybuilding world, then there's also other divisions. There's other leagues and other, um, there's like the GBO, there's the WBFF. That's another uh, kind of, like the IBB NPC is like the, the NFL. Okay. Gotcha. There's other divisions like the CFL and the okay. AAFL and yeah, stuff, yeah. things like that, just kind of smaller. And then there's other divisions and in, in leagues that are, are natural and tested. The IFBB and PC is not. It's, you know, come one and come all. They do have some specific shows that are tested, and some people that are pros are natural, but the majority more than likely aren't. It's just, mm. that's it's come one, come all. It's, you know, bring your best physique. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Wow. Right on. Incredible. That's fired up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's way nice, to go. Man. So then, Tailored Fitness. This yes. is really your baby. Correct. Say, right? Mm-hmm. Tailored Health and Fitness is my baby. That's what I. He's got the hat on right now. Yeah, and I and so I brought I brought like, one of each. I, I have another company too. But I brought y'all. Go. I brought y'all some lids. Y'all can fight over. Yo, this dude. One. Y'all can dude, fight dude. over. You them. like that one? Yeah, yeah. I don't like this one. Okay. Perfect. Sick, dude. Stickers. Yo, swag stickers. Oh, one for the, maybe one for the laptop case there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank so Taylor Health and Fitness. That's my other company right there. Is First Class Athletics. That's more for bodybuilding, posing, like competition prep. Taylor Health and Fitness is my overall health and wellness company. You know, fat loss, build muscle, get healthy. I've had I uh, I've had that LLC since 2019, but I've actually been kind of working on that since. I mean, I start I got into coaching in like 2012, 2013. You said you said turning what? LLC. I started that in 2019 officially. Okay. Taylor Health and Fitness. So. Um, and it's been, it was kind of like a side piece, it was like my side piece for a while, my mm-hmm. side chick. Yeah, yeah. Because I was working for <laughs> Six Pack Abs slash Six Pack Shortcut still, right. which is another fitness, online fitness-based company. Um, and then I've just recently, I guess, in, uh, it's been a well, it's been a little bit, I guess in March, I left. And yep. I'm fully on my own, and it is Welcome to entrepreneurship. That actually fits you money. That looks good. Sorry to mess up your new haircut, but that looks good. It's worth it. Yeah, you got to wear that for leg day. Let's do it. Look like you know what you're doing. (laughs) Love it. Yep. Wow. Oh, oh, here's my question. Here's my. um, So you're an NPC, and then all of a sudden you're IFBB. Do you notice your phone ringing more often, or you know what's that transition ultimately like? What can people expect when that happens? So, um, a lot of people come up to you and congratulate you, which is, I mean, it, it feels good. I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say that, especially because sure. it's hard as you work. And a lot of the people that come up to me either know me or just they know how much time I put in the gym over the years, yeah. and like how how much passion I have for it. So that that does feel good. Yeah, a lot more people uh, reach out over social media, Instagram, a lot of DMs. I've had a few supplement companies already reaching out to me about little sponsorships and that sort of thing here, but I'm just kind of taking my time, kind of absorbing it, not really jumping to do anything right yeah. away. I'm actually going to take 
I probably won't compete again and do a pro debut like next year because I actually get more weight now to work with. So I had the weight at 197 for my height. For my height. Cool. So now I've got up to 207. So yeah. 10 pounds of muscle tissue is a lot of a lot of tissue. So there's yeah. no rush, and I want to be competitive when I go to compete the next time. So that's uh, I'll probably take a little time. But yeah, I mean it's it's. Does it feel different walking around? Yeah, it feels a little different. It yeah. definitely feels a little for feel me. Validated, basically. 100%. You were there. Wow. I just, yeah, for years I felt like, man, I, I feel like I'm there. I feel like I'm doing the right things. And, uh, you know, people would tell me that too. It's like, you have the you have what it takes. And and I, I just felt like, in the back of my mind, I just kept saying, the stars will align at some point. And they did. So, it feels wow. so good. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, actually, uh-huh. just to yeah. back on this question. What is what is the process of MPC to IFBB or whatever it is? Yeah, to, to get to pro. pro. Yeah, yeah. So did it for years before yeah. you were aesthetic, right? Correct. I remember those pictures in the underwear. You know, <laughs> <laughs> my my early uh, fitness modeling days. Yeah, and, and that was and it's funny that was another as weird as it sounds another childhood dream is when I was looking in the, the bodybuilding magazines. And I would see the fitness ads and the guys with the chicks. I was like, man, I want to be in there someday. I can do that someday. Well, I did that. F- find out you don't really get paid much for that shit. So yeah. I kind of backed off that. Um, it, it was a cool experience, but I ended up in like a details magazine. That was pretty cool. I was paid for that. Nice. I ended up in a uh, nice. Rawling Sporting Goods catalog, oh, yes. Under Armour, like wow. some kind of little paid gigs. And it was cool, but it just really wasn't worth the effort. You're making hundreds on one little ad or whatever. Yeah, a thousand bucks dude, and there. you'd have to drive everywhere and yeah. go for auditions and like, I mean, it's just like trying to be an actor, realistically, yeah. it really is. Um, Nothing and, like you, but I did do a little stint of that too. You know the perfect push-up? The perfect push-up? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Catch me on that box, dog. Catch me on that box. I, I love it. The perfect That's push-up, great. the ab roller thing. And I'm guessing you got paid a little bit, but not a whole lot. Right? Yeah, it was like, well, they give you a bunch of swag. Yeah, they give you the free stuff. They give you like four or five hundred bucks. I was like, yeah. cool, but cool. I just spent like you know, two or three days, and like they actually work your ass doing these photos. Like oh, you're yeah. in there all day. You gotta like, be ready. You're under oh, a no, lamp, a light. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not really that fun. But it, but. Yeah, so I did that in the in the early days. So, um, and your question was, what's the road? So the road from NPC to IFBB is is you start off as an amateur and you can do what's called like a local or regional show. And in those shows, some of those shows are called national qualifiers, and they qualify you to go to a national level show. Okay, which there's only a I'd say maybe five of those each year, and that's where they have pro qualifiers and they'll hand out pro cards. And you usually have to you usually either have to win your class. Or win an overall, or um, or you know, place a certain way at those shows to, to get a pro card. Mm. Um, so, and to get that qualification, I think you have to place top three or whatever. So you get the qualification, then you go to the national show. You either have to win your class, or you have to place. Depending on how big the show, some of them you can get like first or second mm-hmm. and get the pro card. Um, the the difference. Pro card or the IFBB? IFBB pro oh, okay, card. Gotcha. Got it. The difference between the physiques at a regional show and a national show is like the difference between. High school and and like pro football, wow. it's that big of a jump in my opinion. Wow! And it's and it's at the regional local shows, you might see like one or two dudes, maybe one or two females that really show up and really good. At the national level, especially at the bigger ones like Universe that I won or NBC Nationals or USA's, like there's one coming up uh, in a week or two in Vegas. It's a real big one. Yeah. Um, there's 20 or 30 physiques in almost every height class and division, and they all look good. Everybody looks really good. Now, there will be some physiques that show up that's like, eh, yeah, maybe next year. But yeah. for the most part, everybody shows up, and it's 
people come from honestly come from out of state out of country all over for those pro qualifiers gotcha and I've, i did pretty much every one over the course of my 10 years so i started off in men's physique too and i transitioned to bo- uh, the bodybuilding the classic physique in 2016. Okay. so before i was wearing the board shorts on stage and had that more you know fitness model look and then i switched to the classic bodybuilding look which is we all wear yeah. those little black trunks but you have to grow your and show your legs so I, obviously it took a few more years to do that yeah so now uh, i've i placed that years yeah it takes years oh yeah. literally years i placed at a national show and got top five and got within three spots of getting the pro card in men's physique into like 2014 or 2015 but then they came out that new division i was like nah i like the other one so gotcha. i just knew it would take time got the classic the classic look you know it, you got it, like the frank zane you know like the franco colombo look like the guys in the 80s and the 70s and even some of the guys in the early 90s Love the it. object isn't for my division is not to be as big as possible. That's that's open bodybuilding is what they call that. That's open bodybuilding. Open bodybuilding, okay. meaning open division. Come one, come all, come as big as you can. Then the next step down from that in the pro level is called two twelve, and those guys are also freaks, but they have to be two hundred twelve pounds or under. Mm-hmm. Most of those guys are five seven, five eight, and under. Wow. They're very short, but very very massive. I'm talking. What's uh, what's the wow. famous guy? Um, Black guy with the longer hair, couple of years or in the last five ten years, he's he's won many of them. Phil, Phil Heath. Yeah, yeah. Phil Heath. Yeah, what's well, his Phil name? Heath? Phil Heath. The ball. Phil Heath is the, was the ball guy. Okay, so ball guy. But then there's another guy that's Jay Cutler. Who had like Jay Cutler? I know Jay Cutler. Yeah. Black guy as well. Uh, who had long hair? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Kai. Yes. Kai Green. So Kai actually never won the Olympia. Oh really? He was always in contention, and that was the big thing. Yeah. What's their category? That's open bodybuilding. Okay. Because they're a freaking massive. So those dudes are walking around off season, we call it, at around 300 and some pounds. And they're at my height or just, Kai Green's shorter than me. No way, dude. Yeah. And he's 300 and some pounds. I mean, those are arms too. What the heck? Yeah, literally three. So me, right now I'm rating around 205, 208, just coming, coming out of the show. Yeah. Adding 100 pounds on my frame. That's insane. Yeah. What, what? yeah, where does it go? It's wide body. Yeah. Wide, <laughs> thick and round. And so that's open bodybuilding, to be as big as possible. Gotcha. And then the classic physique is we have a, a weight cap for our height, so it keeps a certain look and a shape to the body. Okay. You got it. Interesting. I like that. Okay. I was. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, and it's, a lot of people don't really know or understand, and it's just kind of lack of... It's not on ESPN. It's not on yeah. TV, and it's it used to be, which is sad to me. And I hope it gets to that now, because I literally remember used to, on ESPN two. I would watch bodybuilding contests. They would yeah. put them on TV. I would sit there and yeah, I loved watching watch the men and the women. I, I remember all the names, and it's so that's so weird to me now that I'm a pro, and some of those people that I were watching on was watching on TV are now like working for the IBB and PC. Right, right. And like uh, Monica Brandt is, is a very well-known 90s fitness um, female. Um, she won the Fitness Olympia, I think, a few times. And she's asking me to be on her podcast now. Wow. Which is so weird because literally I was like salivating in her pictures when I was a kid. It's so weird. 
life comes full circle sometimes. So yeah, so yeah. cool, man. Super interesting. So we talked a little bit about what it looks like to build up to that. What what about let's say next four or five years? Well, you know, big picture stuff. Here. Yeah, what are we looking at next goal is to make it to the Olympia. It's just that's just to make it there. If I can just make it there, what do you do to make what it? What does it there? take? So you have to either yeah. win a professional show, okay. or you have to place and earn points. So if you place top five, you earn a certain amount of points. Okay. So let's say you do three shows in a year and you place top five or three shows, it's a pretty good chance you oh, can make it to the Olympia. They usually have about, in the classic division, I want to say 20 or 30 guys walk on stage for the Olympia. I, I want to say it's around that. So it's, wow. you know, you got to you gotta do some work, but I feel like I can get it done. Like I've been some somehow getting all the goals done I've ever wanted, so I feel like I can get another one done. But that's the goal is to get there. There's no rush. The Olympia stage will be there. I know of many pros that have been on that stage. I'm 36. There's guys that are winning at the Mr. Olympia like in their 40s and 50s. Wow. So or, or or pro or pro shows in their 40s. I know a guy that just plays third up in in the Dallas area. His name's Harold, and he's like over 50. And Dexter Jackson is a well-known Mr. Olympian. He won in 2008. He's placed top five the last few years. I think he just recently retired at like 52. Yeah. So it's surprisingly, if you if you train smart, you can do bodybuilding a long time. And I love Ronnie Coleman, and he's kind of like, a, a, kind of like an icon of the sport. But he was kind of the opposite of the training smart, and that's why he's not competing anymore. You know, and, and oh, yeah. you know, I've met Ronnie. He's super, actually, a really, really nice guy. He comes to a lot of the shows here in Texas. But he's had a lot of health complications, and some of that could be genetic. You know, some of that could be yeah. just inherited. But a lot of it is from the training style. pounds. Dropping down your squats in the hole yeah. with no control yeah. and just. Uh, you know, hard on the joints, man. Just how, how old is he now, roughly? Um, he, I think he's in, he's in his fifties. I think, okay. yeah. So he's in his uh, I want to say early fifties. Early fifties, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Early mid fifties, yeah. So you have you have that as the the I guess short to longish term goal. Yeah. To get there. Mm-hmm. And, and just on the com- on the competing side of things, that's that's the goal. Yeah. And then you have your day to day, which is your training to your tailored Taylor health and fitness. You know. Yeah. This is online training, mm-hmm. um, nutrition, yeah. the works, right? Workouts. Do you do it in person as well? I do some in person. That's yeah. probably about maybe 20 or 30% of my business. Gotcha. Um, I actually really do enjoy the online, and I feel like I can get with more clients and help more people that way, and they can sure. still achieve the same, if not sometimes better results when they have more plans laid out in front of them. I use I have apps too, so I have two apps. So, I mean, we're in that day and age. You know, Some of, these, some of my clients, they love it so much just having that – what do I? What am I eating now? Yeah, what am I yeah. supposed to do today? Sure. And then also the open communication with me and the structure, and they're checking in with me every week. Um, so the goal is to continue to kind of scale that up. And I developed it as tailored health and fitness rather than like Elgato Fitness or something because I want to make it um, branded not for just me. You don't want. You know, I don't want my, just my face on it. I want it to be a professional fitness company that people can hire. Uh, to help change your physique and then eventually that way I'll have other coaches on board I love it. doing the same process I'm doing so it's all done in you know in uniformity and they still use the same protocols I do because yep. I've been successful with that but that's the goal is to eventually bring on some other people I actually have a meeting with like uh, one of those uh, hormone therapy clinics here in, in a few days they're looking for somebody to like possibly because a lot of people come to them and they also need to like get healthy and lose weight so they get the blood work done they look at their testosterone their lipid panel cholesterol that that clinic just doesn't have time to deal with nutrition, so they're maybe looking to outsource it, and that could potentially be a huge That's influx. That's massive, yeah. yeah. Could be a, could be good. So I'm excited. So that. you're doing online training, obviously in any profession, even the best professionals, you know, have their own coaches. Correct. Do you partake in coaching yourself? What does that look like? Yeah, coaching. So do I take? Do I have a coach for bodybuilding? 
Yeah, is well, yeah, for so, bodybuilding yeah. or for business. Yeah, so I do have a, uh, a bodybuilding coach that I've worked with for years. I mean, you got to have an outside eye, you know. Uh, he's as a friend of mine, but he also coaches my wife. Uh, he's very trustworthy. He lives in Dallas, so I used to see him a lot. Um, I just haven't been in Dallas as much lately, but I still see him when I go to Dallas. Um, but he does my mainly just does my like nutrition and everything leading into the show. Yeah. Um, and I, I do most of my own training though. I do yeah. I do all my own programming and stuff. Um, for business coaching, I it's it's interesting you ask that. Um, I l- rely on not only my dad, who was good in business over the years, and my mother. Um, but also my clients. Uh, a lot of them are business owners and CEOs and CFOs. And yeah. man, I can just ask them if you like. You, we were just talking about my S corp election earlier. One of my guys is COO, and I mean, he like literally like asked for my numbers and was breaking it down and like showing me the pros and cons of everything and like what, what the differences in taxes will be is yeah. for free. So you know, it's it's nice to have. Now that's part of the job. The other part of the job I love too is like I do love spending time with the clients and like kind of getting to know them and building that rapport and like yeah learning about their personal goals and that sort of thing. So it's cool. Love that. But yeah, so, I, I kind of use them as my coach. Respect. We do the same thing, by the way. We have you know clients yeah. that come from every category. I've got every category. Tesla, you know, higher ups. I've got just you name it, and so it's cool to be able to like takes just a little phone call. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I want to know. Um, we've all got role models and such, right? People yeah. look up to. Yeah. Who, top three bodybuilders that you look, aspire to be like or looked up to that you either have met or have not met yet? Top three. Top three. That's a really good question. Um, one of them that just kind of pops out a little bit is Jay Cutler because sure. he... He was very successful as a bodybuilder. He he won. I mean, he won the Olympia. You know, people kind of were like, "He's not going to win. He'll never win." And he won, um, and beat Ronnie. And um, but he's also still involved in the industry. He still goes to shows. He has a he has a show that he promotes the Jay Cutler Classic. I think it's in Vegas. I think he actually has like two shows he promotes. So he's still involved in it. You can just tell the dude just loves the sport, and like he'll he'll post videos kind of like from his office, and like he has all his trophies and stuff. But he has his own line of supplements. Has very been very successful. And yeah. like, I, don't, I think I, I'm, I've met him once. My dad actually met him too when he was working for that fitness company. He picked him up at the airport, and this was when he was in his early competing days. And my dad told me the story. So he picked him up at Pittsburgh Airport. And we had an old Jeep Wrangler. It was like a '95 or something. Barely got the door shut. Barely got the door shut. Like on his shoulder when he got in the car. Which <laughs> so love Jay Cutler. Um, guys like. <clears throat> Lee Labrada, I like him just because of his look, but mainly his presentation. And that's that kind of s- separates, I think, me from a lot of the other guys is that I know how to pose and I know how to be a little bit more graceful on stage. Yeah. L-E-E? Uh, with Lee Labrada. Yeah, L-E-E. Yeah, so he lives, he lives in, he lives in Houston. And he actually, yeah, he actually has, he's like really classy physique. He's a shorter guy. He's like 5'6", five, 5'7", five, but he has great lines. He can really pose his ass off, very fluid. And that's, bodybuilding to me is an art. You know, you're showing off the artwork. It's just a little statue or sculpting throughout time. And if you can't pose and display it on stage, like if you're big and strong but you're stiff and like moving around real awkward, it just it looks silly. Mm. Um, he's he's in his sixties now. Yeah, he's an older guy now. Yeah, and he still he still looks great. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, we're looking at pictures right he, now. And he he's yeah. another guy. He also has his own very successful supplement company. His son is uh, Hunter Labrada, who's. Um, an up-and-coming open bodybuilder who just got his pro card a year or two ago and open. He's he's massive. I mean, he's one of the massive guys, and he'll be. Um, I think he's right there. Yeah, Hunter. He's big. 
He, uh, I think he'll be in the Olympia this year. I can't remember. Or he's doing. He's got a pro show coming up. Big dog. So, liked him too. And then number three, Franco Colombo. Franco. Just, just my dude. You know, the 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 Italian stallion, kind (laughs) of like myself. Yeah. Just seeing some of those old videos of him, like moving little, like little like Italian cars. There was a video on the pumping iron. Somebody's car was like yeah, 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 yeah. the car. And I've got his poster up in the garage and stuff. Just, just him because like that's against all odds. The dude was like five six and like could squat and bench the house, like way stronger than a lot of dudes, way bigger than him. Where's he at these days? Where's he? I f- he actually just passed away. No, yeah, really. For, like a year, like him? a year ago. I never got to meet him. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's pretty he's pretty high up there. Yeah. yeah, he was. Wow. He's like seeing him would be like almost like seeing like Arnold. You yeah. know what I mean? For sure. Almost I didn't like, know he passed away. Dang. Yeah, I think it, he had an illness or something. It wasn't uh, it wasn't very expected. He was he was in his seventies, I think. But heart uh, attack. Yep. Experience yeah. while swimming off the coast of San Torito. Sardinia. Wow. That's terrible. Yeah, so I'm sorry to bring up a somber point. But but he's a legend, man. I mean, you respect the legends and you you, you just kind of remember the the good times that they brought to to the stage. Fired up, dude. Good to know. What you got for us, Johnny? Well, last last parting words. What does someone that's maybe aspiring to be in the sport or shoot, an entrepreneur like yourself, what do you have to leave for him? Um, Man, so... On fitness or bodybuilding, if you're looking to get in it, um, just try it and make sure you like it. You know, a lot of people want to like just say, oh, I want to do a show or whatever. And you want to make sure you do it for the right reasons. If you're doing a show because you made a big body transformation and you and you, and you feel good and you want to show off, awesome. I totally support that. If you want to do a show and you want to win and you want to do well, hire somebody so you know what you're doing. Because I go to a lot of the local shows and a lot of people show up with really good potential but not really knowing what they're doing or they're getting advice from a gym bro or a gym bra or whatever you want to do and everybody wants to be a coach these days social media makes coaching look really glamorous and there's a coaching bubble i'm calling it right now it's going to burst at some point there's a lot of people calling themselves coaches without any sort of like certifications or credentials or actually like doing having the actual background in education somebody goes and does a show one time and like yeah i can coach you and you're messing with people's hormones and health. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man. So if you're looking to do a show, hire, ask, ask questions, hire a coach that knows what they're doing. Um, and, and if, if you're, you know, wanting to do the show to win, I highly, I strongly urge that. If you like it and you want to continue to try and be a pro, don't rush. Take your time. It takes time to build muscle. Persistence, huh? And on the business end of things, sometimes you just got to take the leap. At first leaving Trex, that yep. was probably the most stressful thing I ever did going to work for six-pack abs this was basically a startup and then making that leap to go work on my own was another really stressful thing but at the end of the day as long as you work hard it's going to work out and like these last few months it's just been great and the sky's the limit you you now have no ceiling there's no ceilings there's no ceiling there's nobody to answer to working for yourself i mean we talk about this all the time i mean it's just it's it's nice. Yeah, can't you can be. go golf on a four p.m. Friday afternoon. I can't round. tell you the last time I gone went golfing on like a Wednesday. I went a few weeks ago. I mean, yes. it was like there was nobody on the course. It was amazing. So that's awesome, man. Hell. 
All right. Well, thank you for, for being here. It's, it's time, Greg. Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for this week's Weekly Brew. Brew, brew. Jonathan Ratcliffe here actually prepared this for us, and I get to deliver it. Lucky yes, me. I wonder what he's got for us today. Let's go. Uh, since we're in a new season and a lot has changed from when we last aired an episode, we thought it would be appropriate for a little Austin real estate update. As everyone has experienced, we have experienced a wild seller's market during the pandemic. Pandemic. Isn't that right, gents? Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Austin being one of the hot spots, or rather the hottest spot of the country, we had buyers coming from everywhere willing to pay 10 to 30% of list price. You We've heard that right, that, right? We've seen higher. We saw offers on homes reach as high as 90 to 100 on a single home. Oh my gosh. On average, anywhere from 10 to 20 offers that skyrocketed the market to an overall increase of nearly 40% from the year before. Insane. That's wow. mind-blowing. Almost there, folks. Break, brace yourself. It gets better. Let's think about that, okay? A house that was $500,000 is now more like $700,000. That's, it's, it's insane. It's even nine months. in nine months. So here's the update. The market has simmered a little bit. It's still very much a seller's market, right? We've got only 0.5 months of inventory. Okay, and what do we mean by 0.5 months of inventory? Would you care to educate the class? Sure, sure, sure thing. We've talked about it on the show before, but let's, let's, let's brief them. So let's brief them. Six months of inventory means it's a balanced market. It means you have equal number of sellers to buyers. Yeah. If it's more than that, if it's more than six months, meaning if you put a house on the market, and it took seven months to sell, that's more of a buyer's market, meaning mm -hmm. uh, you know, buyers have the upper hand, they can negotiate a little bit more, probably in New York right now, it's, it's heavily a buyer's market. Mm. Whereas in the seller's market, it's less than six months of inventory. So if you, have, if you put a house on the market, it takes two or three months to sell, that's still a seller's market, uh, meaning they you typically have a little more of the upper hand. Now, we are 0.5 months of inventory. At one point, I think we were like, a week or two weeks of inventory this year, which yeah. is just insane. Yeah. Like nothing, the crappiest house is sold at above asking. Um, we're still there, but it's a lot, uh, it's, getting, it's getting better now, so. Yeah, so to continue that, we're actually seeing offers from one to four offers per house instead of, let's say, 10 to 20. Uh, we do still see some of them uh, over 20% asking, but not as many. Also, more inventory than before, which is part of this, the reason, right? Uh, it's it's not necessarily the hottest selling season, historically speaking. Simmering. Yeah, it's simmering. Uh, so for sellers, you can thank all those buyers from the last eight to 10 months for increasing those values. And you can still expect to get over asking on your home if priced at market value. And for buyers, although you're paying more than what you would last year, Let's see here. You have more options and buying is more attainable. Yeah, I can attest to that. That's, that's certainly, yeah. Uh, and you also still benefit from the historic low interest rates. <sighs> Boys, what do we think is going to happen in the next 6 to 12 months or foreseeable future? Well, you're a homeowner. What do you yeah. Think? Man, well, I, 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 can, I, I think it's, it's definitely, man, it was hot there for a while because we were in the market looking at land over the last couple months working with Jonathan, actually. Yeah. And, yeah. There was actually one we found, and he sent it, I guess it was on Friday, and the earliest we could get out there was Sunday morning to look at it. And we went out there, we looked at it. This is this is amazing. This is I went not, to pull up the listing, and it was gone. gone. I called him, I was like, if the listing's not there, does that mean it's not available anymore? He's yeah. like, 
Yes. <laughs> funny, funny thing is, I even called them Saturday evening. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, we're yeah. good. We're, we're expecting some offers, but, you know, nothing yet. He goes out there Sunday. Boom. It was 9.30 in the morning I drove out there. Gone. gone. So that means, that means he got multiple offers that night or in the morning. They and accepted just it. Like, Let's They're do like, it. yeah, we're, we're getting this done. So it's, wow. it's nice to see it kind of cool down just a little bit. Um, but I think it'll probably stay like that for a while. I don't see it really cooling off too much. There's just too much going on. There's too much building, too much job opportunity here, too many people moving here. Yeah. 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 I mean, Huge spike, uh, yeah. spike coming up next quarter one or next year, I think. Another one. Another like one. Recently. Another one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We see this. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's going to be a continuation of what it is right now mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to still have over asking offers. We're still going to have buyers that are crazy willing to pay however much over. Um, but, you know, we've got some more got some more inventory and and it's going to be a little more attainable. I've got one that I just put out now. 10k over asking and we end up getting it which is crazy it's in georgetown so it's a little bit further up there but that's not bad you know that's that's pretty awesome which is you know a year ago that would be nuts so yeah anyway we're seeing some potential so buyers don't feel like we're going to have this slump where you're all of a sudden the price is just going to come down that doesn't happen not here in austin texas anyway we might have a slow down in terms of the amount of offers that we have out there but you're not going to get this 20% discount and prices go back to what they were. That doesn't happen. It no. just it just doesn't increase at the same rate as it was, you know, a few months ago. It hasn't happened since I've been here in 2008. Well, historically, yeah. it has never happened. I mean, yeah. there, you have a little lull here yeah. and there. Yeah. Um, but People say they want a deal in this market. The deal is the interest rate, folks. The deal is getting the house. Uh, so. And you, you can win on some little things here and there but don't expect to win on a 20 percent discount on sales price because that's just not going to happen not going to happen because they'll wait a day or two and get somebody else <laughs> literally <laughs> um that's it man that johnny is, take us out listen thanks for tuning in today uh and also with austin's newest ifbb pro bodybuilder sick thanks john sick. i appreciate you guys having me here if you're interested in losing weight building muscle Reach out to me at tailoredhealthandfitness.com. And check him out on Instagram at Johnny El Gato. El Gato. Gato. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're tuning in from. We'd love that five-star rating if you feel we deserve it. And be sure to check us out on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Till next time, Austin. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.